This is Gary Parrish reminding you about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local, family-owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day, so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186. Nice sale is back at Sissy's Log Cabin. This is your one chance to save up to 65% on the very best in fine jewelry. Shop online at sissyslogcabin.com or at any of our six locations before May 31st for prices you won't see anywhere else. All while enjoying our extraordinary service, selection, and experience. Shop the lowest prices of the year during May sale only at Sissy's Log Cabin because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubber enough, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Or uh, back to work day. It's I mean, ride to work day. Ride your bike to work day. That's the official title. It's official. It is officially ride your bike to work day. Something I've never done. Uh, that's not true. One day I dropped off my car to get repaired and rode my bike to work. But I I've not made a habit of. Do you own a bicycle, Jeffrey? I do not. No. I have obviously. What my did you, life. in your life you've owned yes. a bicycle? But not since like probably leaving college. Did you, did you when you were a kid? Did you ride a bike? Yeah, of course. Where around the neighborhood? Yeah, neighborhood. Where was your where did you where was your house then? So, uh, Cordova through fourth grade, and then we moved to Germantown in fifth grade. And were you are you too young to have lived in the time when you could just get on your bike and go anywhere? Without a helmet and just be gone and say, "Mom, I'm we're going off to work," you know, and just you just disappear and then you'd go to the Dairy Queen and you'd go to the uh, whatever the, the baseball diamond and you'd like just go knock around on your bike all day. That never happened. Um, no, but I mean, like we didn't really we, we mainly just like drove to like or like we rode to like friends' houses. We didn't really like go. You rode yeah, your bikes. Like, you it, did. We would ride. You like, ride your bike to friends' house. Correct, but not just a block over. Yeah, we but like we weren't like going to like shopping centers. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go to a shopping center. I just remember summer mornings going out, summers, summer going up, you know, mom would go to work, dad would go to work. Sure. And if you wanted to go somewhere, you get on your bike and. Latchkey kids. And you, well, you weren't a latchkey, you were just a kid. That wasn't mm-hmm. a latchkey kid. You were just a kid. That's what kids, that's, that's what kids did. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, ride to, it's ride your bike to work day. Uh, so that's, that's, that's great for all of you who did that. It's also doesn't matter if you live in Memphis if you want to be the mayor of Memphis Day. Well, that was yesterday. Correct. Because uh, the court ruled yesterday that there is not a um, five-year residency requirement or whatever else in Do you think there should be? Where, where do you come down on the I, – I, I don't feel strongly about it, and I can argue it both ways. Here I will, in fact. Uh, here. There shouldn't be a residency requirement in a five- or two- or four-year residency requirement. 
By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm putting aside whether there is one. That's right. what the judge was ruling on. Correct. The, whether there actually is right. one. The legal or question whether is whether it's part whether, of the charter. Whether, whether it be, yes. yes. I'm talking about just should there be right. one. The argument that there should be one is their mayor of Memphis, you would think maybe we would like someone who has lived in Memphis to be the mayor of Memphis. Just as, for example, when we're voting for the president of the United States, we don't want an Argentinian to be president of the United States. Let's have a Memphian. Unless he was born on an Air Force base. Let's have a Memphian be the mayor of Memphis. If you love Memphis so damn much, why'd you move to wherever the hell it is? It's just mm-hmm. like, live, live in Memphis, show you're invested in the place, and uh, and then and then maybe you'll be qualified to be mayor of Memphis. Seems kind of basic to me. Okay. And the other? The other argument is... is, is uh, we want the most talented person possible to be mayor of Memphis. And let's be honest. We are one big greater Memphis area. And if someone who happens to live in Germantown or Collierville or uh, wherever else, Millington, wants to be mayor of Memphis, is connected to the city, it's just because you live in Germantown or Kyerville or Millington, it doesn't mean you don't understand and care about the area. Um, and beyond that, rather than have some artificial, you must live here, you must live there, let's let the voters decide what's important to them. We, we do, after all, live in a democracy. And if the voters care that Floyd Bonner has not lived in Memphis, uh, well, uh, let, let the voters make their mind up on that. We, we need, if he's the best person for the job, why do I want to, or, or Van Turner is, why do I want to artificially exclude them? Yeah, so where I basically... Which, which argument? Any, do you like either of those arguments? You have your own. You're, it's keep, fine. Category ba- number three. Yeah, my my reality is, I, or my, my ruling is, I live in reality, and I assume that this kind of like, I just assume everyone kind of does the... Uh, fudging the residency requirements so that you can get elected. Like, I just think that's how it works. Right. Would it bother you if they, if, 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 if it was, uh, if it was a Californian running from like, in other words, you think even if they had a house here, they live where they live, right. they'd have some damn apartment in, in wherever yes. and they'd call it a residency. Correct. And so why even make people jump exactly. through the uh, yeah. loopholes? I Yes. That's how I feel. But like you, I don't really feel like I don't feel strongly. Do you feel more strongly about the mayor of Memphis living in Memphis or police officers in Memphis living in Memphis? Probably the mayor. I I feel much more strongly about the mayor. Like a, I do think with cops, like I want, I I don't care. A, there's where not, you we can't yet. get enough good cops. Yes, exactly. Like we can't get enough good so cops. Don't, I don't care don't where the hell you're coming it, yes. from. And beyond that, police officers often have. You know, they're not paid a million dollars. So if they if they want to have a, a house for a family, yeah, that they, is yeah. the best economic, most economical for them, yeah. the best thing for their family. If it happens to be in Millington or wherever it yeah. is, be there. No, I'm be com- there. I'm in complete just be a good, there. just be a good cop. Yeah, because we need you. And uh, mayors, yeah, come on, man. Like you got, you are the mayor of Memphis. Correct. I would, I would, it would be much more important to me that that person be in Memphis than that a cop be in Memphis. Anyway, that was decided last night. You can read about it uh, in the Daily Memphian. Sam Hardiman and Bill Drees wrote about it over there. Today on the radio show, uh, Jason Smith. We talk to Jason every Friday, and so we will do that on this Friday. Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, and then we're going to be joined by Jennifer Biggs after that because it is the Friday of Barbecue Fest, and so it struck us uh, as a natural thing to talk to her about food. She was down there last night. Cedric the Entertainer was down there uh, cooking on his big green egg. And uh, I th- I'm not sure if they were, I think they were pitching a line of sauces yeah. and the big green egg. I think it was a synergy there. Okay. Uh, and a little um, crossover product promotion. Little cry- uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get the details from Jennifer. Anyway, that's the lineup. Uh, we have Jason Smith, Chris Harrington. And then Jennifer Biggs. Were you down there yourself last night? I was indeed. All right. So let's have the report. Um, it's cl- It does not feel as crowded to me as it has in years past. Good or bad? Um, That's bad because there's not as many. It feels like, oh, well, where did everybody go? 
No, I think. Or is it, it good? Because like, hey, this is good. I got elbow room. I also think it's been. I think it's been limited. Well, like, they I have. think they, they yeah. have they have limited right. the and number so of I teams. Got, one I, other thing, they cut they cut teams, and then they, yeah, and then they have that one uh, that like the backfire barbecue contest is going on on Beale Street Saturday rather than being down on the river. It seems to me though. The tents are as packed as they've always been. Yeah. It's just, it feels like there's more walking room. It doesn't feel like when you're, like, walking, you know. Was there any part of you, as you were there, eating a rib? What'd you eat? We we did. We had ribs last night. Ribs, brisket, and a Cajun uh, uh, Cajun smoked turkey. And did you have a little L? A little each? Okay. Come on. So as you were there, having your delicious rib, Mm -hmm. looking out at the river... Seeing the sunset, did you think you're to yourself, damn, they ruined this? No. I, I, my whole deal is I think the park looks very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there going like, you know, how, in three years is this going to be used? Because it is very clear, like, it is a legitimate question. Should that park be, should you concern yourself with the 50 weeks of the year rather well, but than... I, the, but even quite that. That is certainly the 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 broader argument is is that even if this diminishes the music fest mm-hmm. and bar and, mem- and, the, and the barbecue contest, really what matters is fifty weeks a year, not the other two. What I'm asked, specifically asking to you though is in terms of that this one week that is barbecue fest, mm-hmm. is it significantly diminished? Have they ruined it? Is it worse? Is it bad? Is it like well, hopefully the rest of the other fifty weeks are good because they sure screwed this up, or is it you know what? This isn't screwed up either. Like this is pretty nice. It's it's to me it's like the same thing. It's the same. It's the it's yeah, same I, as it ever was. Yes. Now that's my one person. I understand that. Yeah, and you, I, it did not feel to you like it had been ruined though. No. That I one not, week a year. No, I do People not. were having fun. Correct. Now I am also the guy that like I basically like stay in my team's tent. Like I'm not, I don't really wander right. around. I don't try to go shocking. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The the closest to wandering I'll get is. If I'm if I really decide I need a product, I saw someone com- not complaining but worrying. They said, "You know, all these trees. When these trees grow, they're going to block the river." Did you? Did you? Was your? Did, could you still see the river from your tent? Can still see the river from my tent, and also my argument to that is, whenever that actually happens, I'll be dead. So, right? Who cares? Uh, anyway, we'll talk more about all of that with Jennifer Biggs later on uh, in the show. Uh, We do have sports to talk about, including yet another magnificent basketball game last night. Yet another game that really gladdened the hearts of of the longtime Denver Nugget fans like the two of us. (laughs) Were you worried as the Lakers surged out to the lead? Ah, damn it. They're going to get game two. They're going to take back uh, home court advantage. Uh, and all of that was there. Was there? Given that we are lifelong mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets fans, uh, was there? Did, did you have any any worry in along the way? So I will say that I was worried until the start of the fourth quarter, and then when the fourth quarter came out, and then Denver started hitting everything they looked at. That was when I started to. Ah, I started this is going to go well. Yeah, feel a sigh of relief. But I was pretty worried up to that point. I was. I was 100% worried as it unfolded. I'm like, ah, oh, all the good that they did is going to be squandered here. Yep. Um, but um, key adjustment at the start of the fourth. Making shots? Well, that was a key adjustment. But also, a Jokic typically sits at the start of the fourth. Not last night. <laughs> and is like, that did not go well in the second quarter. And so we, and, and obviously it wasn't Jokic who went off. No, but, I don't even think he scored in the fourth quarter. But his presence yes. was critical, I think. And by the time he sat down, Jamal Murray was already on his heater. Yes. Like by the time he sat down, and I don't think the, I don't think I don't think Jokic's presence was unrelated to Jamal Murray getting to go on a heater. Yes. I, I, again, most of it's just up to Jamal like Correct. doing what he, he did. He still did the shots. Yeah. He was fabulous. Twenty three of his thirty seven points in the fourth, dropped in four of five from a three. In the fourth, you know, he did to the Lakers way back when, as we were anticipating the Grizzlies Lakers series. We what said, you, you know what's going to happen? Dez and Ja are going to go off on those Laker guards. And that's what you're like. 
Jamal Murray was what I expected yeah. Desmond Bain to be doing to the Lakers. I mean, it it just to me it shows the value of true shot making in the playoffs. Well, that's what you meant. Yeah, we, we've 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 talked about this before. It's yes, veterans are good. Like it, it is amazing. Rui Hachimura again was really good last night and was basically picked up for nothing. Yes, and I don't know what he like. For the Wizards, they needed him to be one of their like they drafted him to be one of their their right. ten, starter their, basically their ten yes. poles yeah. right. Well, here if you can have someone like Rui Hachimura not as a ten pole but just as a guy to Another put piece. around your yeah. ten pole, like experienced, gifted, like um, versatile, yeah. And but but the other thing is you pointed out it's it's what one of the things as we look ahead at what the Grizzlies lack besides some clarity on. A certain point guard, they need more shot making. They need more shot making, and they mean they they need more veterans, not to hold forth in the locker room, right? They don't need more lack because the because they can uh, lecture the young fellows about going out at late at night or something like mm-hmm. that. They just need players who are not going to be undone by the moment, correct? Right? Who yes. can. Even if they agree. don't rise up to the moment every time. Like, you know who hasn't risen up to the moment? D'Angelo Russell the, in this series. Yeah. But he did in last year. Like, sure. He's one of the I guys. Mean, Russell is one of their swing guys because, you know, when he plays well, that typical, like, it's usually related when they win. He usually plays well. Um, And uh, so they go off. So, so Jamal Murray goes off and uh, Nuggets now up to zip uh nuggets were deeply offended evidently and we have uh we have michael Malone here talking about this deeply offended after game one that the narrative was about the lakers and what they'd figured out rather than the greatness of the denver nuggets can we hear that clip a lot of our guys to be honest they may not admit this or not you know uh you win game one of the playoffs and all everybody talked about was the lakers Let's be honest, that was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative was about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. Do you think that that's my coach. <laughs> so I take it you don't object to this level of pettiness that there your coach is having won game one, and what he's talking about is how irritated he was about the narrative. I mean, I was surprised he said it out loud. But I was stunned he said it out loud. But at the loud. same time, like, I mean, this is kind of like. It was fun, though. Mark and I were talking about it off the air. It's like. That, that was the narrative. Like, the Lakers got this thing figured out. Yes, you know what the narrative will always be? The Lakers. Yes. The Lakers will always and be. And even the, more so As long as LeBron, LeBron and yes. the Lakers are LeBron and the Lakers, they will be the narrative. Correct. You know what one of the – like, Jamal Murray and, – and by the way, people did talk about how awesome Jokic was in game one. Yes. That, that was – they also then said, whoa, but did the Lakers find something? Correct. Like they, they, and I think both were honestly appropriate. Um and and you know what the narrative is today? The narrative today is the Jamal are dead. Murray's awesome, right? Like, awesome fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and the Lakers looked cooked at the end. Yeah. Like LeBron was settling for threes at the end. Like they weren't weren't great at the end. And LeBron, like he looked, didn't they? They looked, they looked gassed. I hate to quote Dylan Brooks here, old. They looked old or gassed. Yes, they looked more gassed, I guess, than old. But they definitely yeah, I mean, looked. Al- they looked like a older sick. team playing in altitude in the you know yes. On the in, se- in the midst yeah, of se- a second game in three in days, a, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they look like. And honestly, the Nuggets weren't fresh as the days either. No, it was <laughs> like, a slog. It was a yeah, it was a slog. But it was um, far from a work. So of the art. narrative is going to be both things. But I don't mind the coach saying out loud what he's. Th- I, I actually admire fun. the coach. I think it's fun. And I don't remember the last time I heard put that in your pipe and smoke it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. He also, by the way. Basically, like, listen, when you're making the adjustments that he's making, whether it was playing Jokic at the start of the fourth or whatever, you, I, I want you to say whatever you want to say. He basically played six players last night. Yeah. Because it was the starters, and then it was Bruce Brown played 37 minutes. 
outside of that, you had Jeff Green got fourteen. Jeff Green fifteen, but almost fifteen. Yeah. And then and then Reggie Jackson and Christian Braun got three minutes and four minutes. Yeah. Right. Like they basically were yeah. and so like he really played six dudes. Yes. But they're up two nothing now. How do you feel about this series? Tell me this. How many games is it gonna go? So like when your mind you go, you say six, but that means like going back to LA. I mean it's like it's five. It does or, feel like the Lakers could win the next two, doesn't it? Correct. I mean, I mean they've been. They, they, neither team has lost at home this year in the playoffs. And, yeah, teams, and, but, and, and I, I have witnessed what it's like in LA. And correct. The Lakers could have won either of these two games. Yes. No, I'm not going to. I think the odds would be against them, them winning both. And then, which case, it, in which case, this could be over in five. So, like, I'm in between five and seven, and I'm kind of leaning towards five because now at this point, I feel like it's where they've just got to go get one. The, the obviously, our, our nuggets. Our, our, We've just got to go get one. Our nuggets. Yeah. Yes. You know how I know that I'm really not a lifelong Nuggets fan? Because I can watch it. Yeah. Because I, I can actually watch I, it. I just see Peyton Manning there. Peyton Manning was there going Peyton nuts. Clapping. Mm hmm. I think it's hard to be a to celebrity. Sit front row. Well, because well, what sit are you supposed wood. to do? You're supposed to like the, the, the dude has won, you know, Super Bowl. Like, is he really like supposed to be going crazy? Like, <laughs> that's he's some the career. Kind of a, that's the resume line you went for. Well, no, but I mean, like, he's been in big moments himself. Is my point. So it's like one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. You expect him to be going crazy? No, I, and, and also like that's also not Peyton Manning. Right. He was he was not going crazy. Uh, so anyway, unless uh, it's, unless it's like his right guard missing a block, he's just not going to go crazy. <laughs> exactly right. Other than that, he is not going to go crazy. Anything else you want to say about last night's yet another, I'm just so glad to be done with having to pull for the Lakers. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just felt like you just felt like you much more natural. Like you just did. Like it was just uncomfortable. I don't know. I found it. I, I, I adjusted I adjusted because my adjusted my hatred of the Warriors it. supersedes all. But at the same time, I wasn't comfortable with the with the partnership that I had made. In the meantime, uh, over in the NHL, we <laughs> oh, you, I'm sure you stayed up. Over, I did not. No, I did not. Over in the NHL, game that ended at 2 a.m. Eastern, essentially 2 a.m. Eastern, four overtime, sixth longest. Uh, game in NHL and what like 14 seconds away from a fifth? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, before Matthew Kachuk scores, Kachuk scores. Uh, Panthers win three two over the Hurricanes. Games like this. Well, do you should they just play forever? So this is always the great hockey debate. The like people say, in, in, in when it when 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 a World Cup game comes down to penalty kicks, people are like, "This is it's not, I do that's like not, that's not the real game." I do like playing hockey. I I subscribe to they. Someone talked me into after every overtime period taking one guy off the ice. So you'd start at five right. on five for the and first then you overtime, start four on four, four on and four, three on three, three on three. I I I think I'm kind of down with that. Well, yeah, I mean, during regular season, they play with a, right, they, but I also like I'm a, also a four and four, so it's I just ignore like to me like the regular season, like you, you're going to play 82 games, you got to you got to figure out a way to get this thing over with. PGA tournament, uh, Ch- con- PGA championship continues uh, in Rochester. Have we finished the first round yet? We have finished the first round. And who we, is our first round leader? Our first round leader Bryson? was the big golfer who's not so big anymore. The great Bryson. shrinking Bryson DeChambeau. Correct. And he was back in full force. Like he had, he had terms that were clearly not like scientific, but he thinks they <laughs> sounded smart. Like he was, he was rolling when he was talking about yeah what, his like, body, or when he was ul- talking was like, about. I think he dropped an ulnar deviation. That is when Bryson's at his best. Like when he just makes up things that he thinks sound scientific, it makes you realize like, oh, this guy's actually very dumb. Live golfers, they're. Not they're going showing away. up right. They're showing up right now. They are not going away. Dustin is. Uh, Dustin is at three under. He's one off the lead. All right. Who else is on our leaderboard? So uh, we we also have a developing story, uh, Jeff. There's a club pro that is like I saw that. Michael Block, Block is his name. Michael Block. I believe he's from the San Diego area. Is, this is not his first rodeo, though. Not his first rodeo. He's a great player in his own right. 
Uh, he is at three under. He is through 12 holes in the second round. That's one off the lead of Bryson. Justin Rose also at three under. Corey Connors, who's not teed off yet at three under, as is Scotty Scheffler. At two under now are Eric Cole, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, Victor Hovland, and Ryan Fox. If a live golfer were to win any major, which live golfer would you choose? Who would you most be able to stomach? Probably DJ or Brooks. I would be, I, I'm, listen, I want to be very clear here. I want Bryson on that leaderboard on Sunday. You and do. I want him to standing be, on the be, 10th tee, be, be. and I'm ready for the meltdown. <laughs> and I'm going to soak it in. I'm and by the way, I, I know people up. are, uh, it feels like the live is coming, the ship has sailed, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I am not persuaded that the legal system will be as kind to the PGA as as one. Like, I, I think Liz ha, Liv has some more uh, punches to throw here, and I think a lot of that is the Justice Department has been investigating sure. the PGA, and I'm not sure they're going to be heartened by what they find in terms of um, uh, an, their anti-competitive behavior of the PGA. So I'm not... I, I, I want the Live to be dead, Live Tour to be dead because I want the Memphis Tour to flourish fundamentally, sure. right? The Memphis Stop, Tour Stop to flourish. But, and, 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 and everyone sort of said, ah, Live, like, who, who was watching last weekend anyway, right? Well, literally the CW took it off the air. <laughs> right. So, so, During so, a playoff. So, um, so but I'm, I'm not persuaded 100%. Uh, that they're done. No, I, I agree with you. I will say it's not the first time the PGA Tours had to deal with the audit. Right. They've they've survived. For, now, it's also important to note, the last time that it really happened, Tim Finchin, who's a D.C. guy, he got his butt to Capitol Hill, and he started doing some lobbying. Sean McKeel, uh, that was unfortunate, 11 over 81. Uh, Tough finish. As I pointed out, he... Uh, I was there 20 years ago when he won the thing. One of the things that's really, and Mark did a nice column about him today. One of the things that was, or earlier in the week, one of the things that I really like about Sean is he just, when you you talk to him, he just opens up a vein. Mm -hmm. Like he just. You don't have to worry about whether or not it's PR spin. No. He's He's, he's letting you know how he feels. I I I don't like the fact for him that he has often, so often seemed tortured. Sure. But I like the fact that he is honest, so about open yeah. about how tortured sure. he is. Right? I'm mean, Doug Barron was the same way. You know, same thing. Like you would, you would know. We imagine, wouldn't it be great to be a professional golfer? Right? And the truth of the matter is, if you look at the lives that these guys have led inside their heads, sure, doesn't seem that great. No, because I mean, golf, I mean Doug, that, you know, yeah, obviously I, things. I, I know you, you, but but it's not like, slinging it has tile. Been, I mean, yes, it has been a tortured. I mean that's Half for them. That's the life of a journeyman, of, of a most, journeyman yeah. professional golfer. I mean, the only thing I would just say to Sean is, it's like, dude, what do they call the person that finishes last in med school? They still call him doctor. Right. right. Like, who cares if you're the quote unquote worst major winner right, of all right, time? Right. You're still a major winner. Right. Who cares? Yeah. No, I, 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 I think you want the trophy back. Can't have yeah. it. Uh. We'll talk to Jason Smith coming up next, then Chris Harrington, then Jennifer Biggs. And then finally, so I was going to go down to Barbecue Fest yesterday and just see the scene and maybe write a column about it. And um, Honestly, when you called me yesterday, that's what I thought you were – I was like – I was wondering if I was going to have to explain to you where the tent was. No, I was going to meet Jennifer Biggs down there. The problem with me comparing, writing a column, saying how it – is that I've probably only been twice in my life. So I would have a hard time – Writing a column comparing to whether Barbecue Fest is sure. as good as it used you don't, to be. You don't have the right frame there of was, like reference. Yeah, once I went down when I was you covered the wrestling one year. I, that you know, I went and covered the wrestling once year, and then once I went down when I had a habit of drinking too much and mm-hmm. just got hammered down there. That and, can happen. Um, and so I don't remember that that much mm-hmm. for that one either. And not not a bank not a bank to draw on. Um, so I didn't like I, I I haven't spent a lot of time down there. But anyway, so that, but then what happened was I saw I saw on Twitter that this this uh, group was having a demonstration slash protest slash whatever you want to call it in front of FedEx Forum, uh, where they were going to uh, they were going to uh, demand. 
that Ja apologized to the young people of Memphis for flashing a gun on social media. The group was Ride of Tears, I think is what it's called. And um, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll go down there and I'll see what that's all about, just to see. Sure. So I went down there and I saw some people criticizing this group for uh, exploiting jaw like that. Ah, they're just jumping on this for publicity. Well, that is a hundred percent true. That's what protests do, but they were jumping on it for publicity. Not like to put money in their pockets. They're jumping on it publicity to stop murdering and, you know, gunfire in Memphis. Right, it's like, a, mo- it's like a moment if, of if attention. You're, if you're using it to, you're exploiting this to, to what? So fewer people die. Seems like if you that's okay. Like if you're exploiting something, so you're gonna make money off of something. Well, then I'm then I might be rolling my eyes sure. a little bit. If you're exploiting a moment, um, in the interest of saving lives, well, I'm okay with that. Like uh, that seems okay to me. I I didn't and and don't under any circumstance think that Ja needs to be apologizing to the youth of Memphis. If he needs to apologize, um, he Maybe needs to apologize teammates? to the Grizzlies and to his teammates and to like. There's lots of people who who actually deserve apologies from Ja. I don't think the broader universe of young people in in, in Memphis needs an apology from Ja. And the truth of the matter is, once I started talking to him, they they didn't really like. No one was really mad at Ja. They they knew what they were talking about. They 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 were they were using this to get attention to for the cause. The scourge of gun violence yeah. in Memphis. And the truth of the matter is almost everyone there had lost a kid to gun violence. It's deeply personal. And um Stevie, who's the guy who I talked to uh most, his son, he was at Denim and Diamonds, is that the name of the place, on uh twenty years ago and gotten a fracas the other people were thrown I, out. I can safely say i've not heard that the, name in the other people in were at thrown, least 15 the other people years, were thrown more. out of the club and then his son the other people were thrown out of the club for being the instigators and so but they thought it was over because they'd been thrown out of the club so when they left at whatever a.m it was uh they were went to a gas station down the street whatever convenience store and at least according uh, uh to stevie um, they came by and guy opened fire with an AK-47 and his sh- son was shot in the head and killed. And at that moment, he started working on gun violence, this cause of gun violence in Memphis. And it's only gotten like dramatically worse um, in terms of the how many guns there are out there, like the numbers, like it's gotten dramatically worse. And so it's depressing and it is. And... And so I don't listen. I didn't, and then I wrote a column about it. And I don't think Ja owes any the youth of Memphis an apology. And there are a lot of things that are that are that strike me are are the immediate things for Ja to think about and tackle. And those are how to get his life together, how to be an effective NBA player, how to be an effective teammate, how to be an effective father, how to be how to stop doing stupid things. How to, like that's all the most important stuff. The critical stuff. Job one. And really just do that and stop right there and I'm happy. I did then think, however, and this wouldn't be now because it would look like a total gimmick now. But wouldn't it be nice if John Morant could emerge from this in six months or a year as one of the faces of put down your guns in Memphis. That that cause of guns, just put them, you don't need them, kids. Like, put the damn gun down. And I, I even proposed a gun-for-shoe swap, a John Morant gun-for-shoe swap. And I, I confess, I read this column, I wrote this column, and, and after I was done writing it, I, I was like, okay, Am I on, am I on something here? Like, is this is this like so pie in the sky as to be crazy? And I called John Martin and I read it to him, and he said, "That is so pie in the sky as to be crazy." 
And he said, put in a little like self-recognition that this probably won't happen and whatever else. And so I, I, I did that. Certainly, I don't expect the guns for shoes swap to happen. Although, if they they do, I don't need to credit for my idea. It's kind of sad to me, though. And again, I, this is it's not on it's not up to Jaw to fix this problem. It, well, he didn't cause the problem, and I'm not saying that. But if you look at Jaw's last year, what the hell have guns done for him? Like cost him millions. Cost him, and and this isn't like guns haven't gone off. It's not like like I guess though I would still argue it's it's less what have the guns cost him. It's what does his phone cost him? The phone would have cost him nothing without the gun. The gun would have cost him nothing without the phone. Correct. But the phone would have cost him nothing without the gun. Correct, it's not that he was on social media. He no, could be he went on live. social media. Yeah, yeah, he could have been alive on social media. Yes. We he was on live social media earlier that week. No gun, no problem. Yeah. So it's not. It's, in the end, it was the gun that caused him the problem. You're saying six one half. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we're chicken egg. Chicken egg. egg. Yeah. Except for the fact, yeah, I guess you can have the gun without the social media. You can have the the social media without the gun. Honestly, though, it's the gun that kills people, too. Like, it's the gun. The gun is also the larger problem. There's no question which means The gun is the larger problem in this city, too. There's no question which is Why the hell? Do you think he is so damn addicted to guns that he could not do that? He could not. He would not have it in him. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. You sound I'm like Mary, ho- you sound like Mary and Williamson with this idea. <laughs> Why is it so far-fetched? Again, not immediately. Not If he did it tomorrow, I'd say that just looks like right. gimmick. I, I would dismiss it. I wouldn't want him to do it tomorrow. But why is it so far-fetched? You look at John Lucas once upon a time, right? John sure. Lucas had a, a yeah. NBA player, massive drug problem, yeah. became the face of the anti- uh, of of like you see Fair, this happen yeah. in the, you see this happen in the world. People who have a huge problem with something mm-hmm. causes them pain, causes them agony. Decide, you know what? I'm going to flip this around. Why is it beyond the pale? I, I kind of agree with you that it is. Why is it unreasonable to think that Ja could say, you know what? Because it just doesn't not like- as a gimmick. But why is he so addicted to it to the to the look of that gun in his hand that yeah, he I mean, I, I that think he it's couldn't not a, disavow it's, it? It's not a cause that he would believe in. He just wouldn't. Yeah. It is interesting because it when- is very obvious to me. Ja thinks guns are cool. That's the problem. But, but you don't think there's moments like like Maybe, some people know. think alcohol's cool until they realize that it's damaging to them and then they flip the switch and then they say you know what maybe 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 guns aren't cool yeah and you know who else honestly like it doesn't I, feel like I, I Penny mean, Hardaway could have embraced this a long time ago too Penny Hardaway shot in the foot once upon a time sure he hasn't sure I also think though unlike alcohol it doesn't feel like your attitudes towards guns change like. I've never been a gun guy. I don't. I don't foresee me ever becoming a gun right. guy. Like whatever your kind of your whatever your stance is, that seems to be your stance. Well, you know they they change for the twelve people standing outside the. So maybe it requires somebody to get yeah. their head blown off, and then your yeah. attitude towards guns change. Correct. I think you're right. Like he, in fact, when he was he was asked about guns when he did the first press availability sure. in Memphis after his first return. He was asked about gun violence and he said, he was asked about guns mm-hmm. and I don't have the exact quote here. And he says, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I stand, you know, I'm opposed to violence. He, he parsed those, yeah. you know, like, uh, no, I, I really like guns. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that part, but that was the unsaid part. Correct. Like was the, <sighs> Anyway, you can read the column. I'm, maybe it was it, it may be the single most Pollyanna-ish column I've I've ever written in my entire life. And for wouldn't that, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? We can, can we can we go out on that music, Jeffrey? Can we go I'm out on, on it? it? Is it impossible? Uh, uh, in the meantime, I will tell you. I'll tell you. It would be nice. It would be nice to go on and have brunch on Bonnie on Broad. You can go on. Why not Wednesdays? They've got half price bottles of wine, half price glasses of wine. That's fantastic. But. Eh, Wednesday feels a little distant, and maybe we need something between now and then. So get yourself to Bounty for Brunch. Beautiful restaurant, delicious food. It is Bounty on Broad, 410-8131, 410-8131-2519, Broad Avenue. Uh, we got uh, 
We got Jason Smith coming up next. We're late to get to Jason. Then Chris Harrington. <sighs> and then Jennifer Biggs. Jeff Crockett Show on a Friday. Back in a moment, 92.9 FM ESPN. The 2023 WNBA season is upon us, and I am here to tell you there is no sport on earth, none, that is more fun to bet than the WNBA. The reason? Vegas doesn't spend anywhere enough time trying to tighten up the lines so you can find gas much easier betting the WNBA than almost any other sport. The best part? These ladies can play. Watch and wager the WNBA and thank me later. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you with supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, you'll both receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. For problem gambling support, Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Again, that's the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. Conquer whatever summertime activities you want to take part in, all while wearing the perfect shoes. Our fit specialists take precise measurements of your feet and analyze how you walk and run so that your shoes fit perfectly. And we haven't forgotten about the kids either. We'll get them equipped for summer camp or whatever adventures they take on. Stop by the New Balance Memphis store today. New Balance Memphis, experience the difference a custom fit makes today. Consumer investigator Andy Wise here. I'm talking with longtime customers about why they love the Shot Nurse. What do you love about the Shot Nurse? Because of my work, I have to get a lot of vaccines for travel, and the Shot Nurse always has everything I need. And I don't need an appointment. I love it. For efficient wellness and immunization services, the Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Solutions you need with a personal touch. The Shot Nurse. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at RedRiverToyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at RedRiverToyota.com or come see us in Wynn. Come shop Memorial Day deals now at Lowe's. Prep your yard for the summer for less with 5 for $10 Scott's Naturescapes Mulch. And save on appliances with up to an additional $1,000 off select major kitchen appliances. Find savings across the store today, like 5 for $10 Mulch. Lowe's knows home improvement. Bout to 531. Mulch offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusion supplies. See store Lowe's.com for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The season for doing is here with summer savings at the Home Depot. Find everything to bring out the best of your home with all the colors of summer. Whether seeding your yard or planting a garden, the Home Depot's got what you need. From May 18th to the 22nd, visit your local garden center and get four and a half inch Bonnie veggie and herbs now on special buy three for just $12. Make your summer with savings from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Mom, dad. Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet with up to 10 times faster upload speeds on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Do you ever find yourself sadly scrolling through social media on a Saturday night? Have you ever passive-aggressively liked to post a friend's having fun without you? You are not alone. Thousands of Mid-Southerners suffer from undiagnosed FOMO, fear of missing out. But now there's a cure. Southland Casino Hotel's House Party. Join your pals at Southland Saturday, May 27th, starting at 3 p.m. Live DJ, music, cash, giveaways, and more. FOMO, no more at Southland Casino Hotel. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. Dave Matthews Band Live. This Wednesday, Bank Plus Amphitheater. sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Pre-order the new album, Walk Around the Moon Now. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Gawkins Show, joined now by Jason Smith. Jason John, every single day from 11 until 2. You guys having Kendrick on today? Yeah. Yeah. I, for, I, the, for the second time, John Martin has landed Kendrick down. He was not John, landed him the first time. It was a great interview, but John wasn't available for it. He got the interview and then, then uh, missed that Ill. day. So, yeah. so we're, we're following it up, and it's a, it's a very timely time to do it because Kendrick right now is up at the NBA Combine, just played against Imani Bates last night. Uh, as part of the, one of the combine scrimmages, so uh, good time to catch up with Kendrick Davis, NBA draft hopeful, and uh, when, Tigers when, great. When when is he on? We don't want to miss it. Uh, it's going to be one twenty-five ish, one thirty. One twenty-five ish. Appreciate uh, you, Jeff. Were you, yeah. you were you able to watch any of the Kendrick Amani Titanic struggle? Uh, I saw highlights of it. Kendrick, you you got to keep in mind, it's a great story, Kendrick. One of the standout performers of the G League Combine gets the invite to the main Combine. You get to say that's a great story. But as one of those G League guys, he's gotten the fewest minutes on his team in both of the first two scrimmages. He's coming off the bench. I think one was 12 minutes, one was 15. And so it's a much different spot than what you're used to seeing him in, even, in, even just a week ago in the G League Combine, where he's one of the stars and he's you know, one of the league guys. Uh, you know, he's playing with Isaiah Wong, who's getting minutes to Miami guard. I mean, he's at the back end, whereas Imani, I think, last night was in the starting lineup. So uh, Kendrick, you know, at, the, at this spot, you know, he's not one of the guys that they're checking for. They're checking for the other ones first. And so he's fighting, you know, that, that, that uphill battle that was always going to be for him to get drafted. Um, 
Yeah, even though I, I, I think Kendrick Davis, I think the floor is a two-way at this point, uh, is even more uphill right now because he's not getting the same amount of time as everybody else up at the combine. That said, uh, he's there. Looking forward to talking to him. He, had, I think he had seven in the in the 15 minutes he played yesterday. To shot the ball okay. He shot the ball well uh, from three in both games so far. But, again, he's he's not getting much time to show much. You're talking about, you know, basically 13, 14 minutes and average of both games. It, it was interesting because Monty played well. Monty played well. He doesn't. Kendrick, he, he was forced to carry so much of the load that his percentages were not always like he, he great at Memphis and he, you know, whatever the, the, the shot clock would be running down and you'd go to Kendrick sure. to do something. It does feel like he will be a good shooter in the NBA. It, it, you know, what, wherever he plays, I do believe he will be a good shooter. Obviously, the size is the big issue. When you get invited, listen. If you aren't invited to the combine in the in the in the first wave of invitations, mm-hmm. what that means is they're not you're not one of the folks who the NBA is most interested in yeah, looking at. Not so yeah. For you. yeah, yeah. So great for him no, to make I, it. I'm, I, I'm with you. L- listen, the spacing in the NBA is different. It's not. It's, you said the right. How many times did he have to shoot bailout threes? Those kinds of things. Yeah, his percentage from three was down this year. But you make the best point. Um, the spacing in the NBA is different. I mean, you know, once you get there, you see how things slow down. And Kendrick Davis, wide open, was one of their better shooters last year and a guy you you look to in those spots. And so I don't think he'll have any problem showing scouts. I think he already has for the most part that he can knock that down in the NBA game. Yeah. Why do you think – we're all rooting for him, right? Thank you. Why Heck do yeah. you think it is that he has become, in the span of one year – like, I think people are as invested or more in Kendrick's success and journey to the NBA as they were in Lester's. Lester was here for years, right? I mean, people root for Lester, too. But why do you, how do you think Kendrick, in a span of a year, was able to do that? Well, he scored second most points we've ever seen in the Tigers uniform. Like, <laughs> that that, 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 that that's, that's a huge part of it. And then, and then take into account, Jeff, when we said this, you know, we said this during the season, you know, we get to next year, you're going to probably really miss the heck out of this guy because in terms of, for take out the end, just in terms of the chemistry issues that were solved the moment he stepped through the door. And so it's that, like he cleaned up so much of the, you know, I'll just say it, the mess that had been the, you know, the way that that team had taken care of the ball, the lack thereof, oh. the previous few seasons, he cleaned it all up. Kendrick Davis walks in and you automatically got a pass. We just didn't order. complain and about, it, we it, did it, not it, complain uh, about turnovers and, last year at it, all. We yeah. did not at all. And it was a beautiful <laughs> thing. And we watched a man that's literally, I mean, he's, he's a pro. Whether, whether he ends up doing it overseas or I think eventually in the NBA, the guy's a pro and you saw it. And when you see, I mean, you know, when, when you see that come into a, a, what had been a, you know, a little bit of a mess. I mean, he, you you become beloved when you're that great and you play the way he did in big moments. And and I think that's why we were all sort of, too, Jeff, surprised. I don't, I don't, shocked might be too strong, but to see it in the way it did because it was so uncharacteristic of what we had seen all season from him, right? The turnover, the 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 the, the bickering with Malcolm. You know that was it, that we hadn't seen anything like that all season long. I think that's why we were so surprised by it. It's funny in that moment. Um, I I. Was talking. I remember people talking to right after, and they said, "Yeah, this is terrible because it's gonna, it's gonna redefine his legacy at Memphis." And it yeah. is. It, no. it, it didn't. It didn't. Like right. it's, it's part. Right. Of, it, it's part of it. Like it didn't go as far as it could have. But I don't think it does. I think we no, do no. remember. We really do remember more the conference title than the than the no way it question. ended. And then the other amazing thing about it was to me, I was just talking about how Sean McKeel. One of the affecting things about Sean McKeel over the years has been. That when he talks, yep, yep, it's, yep. it's just unvarnished. You know, he opens a vein, and, and, and it's the same thing with, like, I remember the last interview you guys did with Kendrick was, mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't turn away because he, like, he's just, trim- and it all feels, none of it feels artificial, fake. These are the words I feel like I should say about that I love Memphis or anything else. It all feels so incredibly authentic. No, I, I think you nailed it on both, whether it was on the court or in the interviews. And and you said a version of this with McKeel Jefferson. He leaves it all out there, like you say, open a vein. I mean, he gives you everything, and that's why you know you're, you're you can't do anything but appreciate it, even with the way it ended. So it doesn't, I know it doesn't redefine the legacy at all. The, the, his legacy is is how he left it all out there for Memphis, and you know was at his best mostly in the big moments. Those are the guys we remember, even if it's as short as a year. 
Would you, um, if you were an NBA general manager and you had some space on your roster and you had an extra second round pick, would you spend it on Imani Bates or not? I think I think Imani Bates is a professional shooter. So yeah, I probably would, to tell you the truth. Because by listen, at some point, I, I I'm not going to sit here and tell you Imani Bates is going to end up being a, a great sixth man or instant offense or you know, even 12 to 15 points on a regular basis in the NBA. But what he is is a professional shooter. You can see that he's been, he's been trained for that for a while. What he needed was to learn how to play the game. And listen, part of the issue with Memphis was you're being put in the point guard spot. Nobody's, nobody's, putting, nobody's trying to do that now with Imani Bates. They, know, they recognize everyone does. His strengths are putting that ball in the basket. And, so, you know, he can, he, it's not just a, a guy who can maybe eventually be a knockdown three guy, but he can get to the basket. He's unorthodox. He's, he can create shots. And so I just think as a scorer, Imani Bates has got a future in the league, and especially, uh, you know, especially as he gains strength and learns the game. Everything had been tailored to Imani. You know, those teams built around him, everything built around him. Nobody ever, you know, I don't want to say nobody ever taught him the game. What am I talking I mean, he's got more talent than one pinky than, than most of us combined. But my point is, um, you know, learning the, learning the intricacies of defense, that was one of the issues. Strength, all of that, it's going to come. And I, I would, Jeff, to answer your question, I think I'd take a – Monty Bates can shoot that ball, and that is a skill that gets you paid in the NBA. It's so amazing because you got those two guys playing last night, and they're so different. <laughs> you know, their paths have been so different. Um, the one has been the, the chosen one for, for you know – five, six, seven, whatever years, the other one has had to scrap and whatever else for everything yep. he's ever gotten. And um, I don't know. I, I, I do, I end up, I, I, for different reasons, I I wish them both well. By the way, I didn't listen, to, I wasn't able to hear, as you know, I may be the most avid listener of the Jason and John show, or certainly in the top five, but I didn't hear what you all said about Caleb Love and whether he might end up at Memphis, whether you have any any prayer uh, of of him ending up at Memphis. Your thoughts? I'm not. I'm not holding out hope. Um, Missouri is obviously the favorite. I, I would say heavy favorite. Sescolia didn't pick when he chose Michigan, and they're going to throw everything they've got at him. And if we're talking about a, a bidding war, so this with Jeffrey on his show yesterday, I don't think Memphis is in a position where you can outbid everybody. We certainly saw that with the Bradley situation. Him picking Arizona, that was an NIL deal. So I'm not holding out hope. Um, for that one, I do think Penny's got an, uh, it may be more than one ace, but I think he's got at least one ace up his sleeve. That's going to come down this pike here soon. Quite uh, possibly we, 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 John teased it yesterday. You know, we spent a very short time on it yesterday, but much like we've been talking, okay, what's the rabbit out of the hat is the way we put it. Like, there's no way Penny's going down this thing, you know, with this slim of pickings without a plan. And, um, I, I, with at least, I think, even that one ace up the sleeve, we could be looking at this team a whole lot differently come next season, come the way we're talking about it right now with what he's got. Um, if that, and, and, and who knows, Jeff, he could have two aces up the sleeve. I don't, I don't, and I'm not banking on one of them being Caleb Love. If they end up getting him, is there a way to fit him in? Maybe. Uh, I, do, I would worry about a Caleb Love that's going to come in and expect tons of shots to impress the NBA and how that jives with a Caleb Mills who's expecting to play off the right. ball. He wants shots too. I mean, we know from, you know, from previous seasons that roster construction has been so important to Penny and his growth and development through that. He sort of figured out what he wants. So fitting the pieces together, I don't know if love fits. I don't know, but I, d- I do have a, have a pretty good feeling that Penny's got at least, like I said, one ace up that sleeves and we're going to know about it pretty soon here. I think Jason, thanks very much. I look forward to uh, listening to Kendrick one twenty five or so on your show today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. Jason John, every single day from 11 until 2. I had a friend who uh, was getting needed something for a special occasion. I literally was called him earlier this week, and I, I was talking about something. I said, I'm away to O'Call. i got to get new pants for this special occasion. And, uh, and that's the thing. Whether it's a special occasion or whether it's just summer, there's no, no bad time to be headed to O'Call. They've got everything you need for backyard barbecues and summer vacation and uh, I guess graduation season is mostly gone although we still have some of those Father's Day is coming up weddings as well let's say you need a sport coat or a suit for a wedding no better place to go than Oak Hall uh, I would broke out my my shorts 
I have these beautiful salmon shorts from. I never even talked like this once upon a time. Much less looked, much less, much less actually dressed well. But the, the clothes absolutely beautiful. Whether it's uh, Peter Millar um, or uh, uh, Jeffrey, who else? Who, who, who well, do you just do? Are you a Peter Millar guy? They yes, have, I am. Peter Millar. Mm-hmm. They have a shop, a Peter Millar shop, that is. It's within the store, but Peter Millar considers them such a significant um, sort of steward, customer, whatever that they like. They have, they have, they have, they have they, 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 yeah, that they have their own shop within the store. I 